This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show! Welcome to the Voices in Recovery Podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian, as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. So tonight's guest is Bronwyn. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Nice. Yeah, thanks so um, much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. Yeah. So this is our first time meeting each other. It is. And uh, yeah, so take it away. Cool. Tell us all yeah. about yourself. Oh, no, I'm just honored to be here. I mean, you know, I think uh, the beauty of doing the work that we do in addiction and recovery is you get to share your story, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, mine is, uh, you know, mine is just my story. There's, you know, can't say anybody else will relate mm-hmm. or not but um but yeah i guess i'll jump into you know how i got into drugs and alcohol and then i'll jump out of that and kind of talk a little bit about how how we as you know people in recovery move through life mm-hmm. and you know how we do these little successes every day right yeah. and um you know one thing um i Grew up in an incredible family, mm-hmm. incredible, incredible mom, dad, parents together, had the ideal life. I was very privileged, very open to, you know, whatever we wanted to do. Me and my brother and I, give her, right? Mm-hmm. Grew up snowboarding, grew up wakeboarding. I mean, lake life, everything. I mean, we were, you know, I was not from any type of stereotypical you know, family in that sense mm-hmm. of, I mean, we were just, I was, I was just one of those kids, right? But, um, so it's funny because like, you know, talking about my addiction, I didn't have like incidents or, you know, trauma that led mm-hmm. me. I was purely a wild child. Mm-hmm. I was a free wild child, like yeah. ADD, fearless, out there, let's go, mm-hmm. you know, and that can lead you right down that path. For sure. Because as you and I know, addiction has no demographic. So Likes the wild child's best. Totally, right? Yeah. And like ADD, you can like totally manage your way through like mm-hmm. drinking and everything and still it's like, you know, you kind of live in a state of chaos, right? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> you get used to it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I only jumped in. I mean, like when I do talk about my using and it, it, to some, I, it, was a, it was short and sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, I got in, got out. Yeah. Um, I was still a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Pretty much grade 10 to 12 was just a, a gong show, yeah. right? Um, alcohol, drugs, cocaine was my drug of choice. Mm. Um, loved that. Loved alcohol, loved partying, loved, I mean, 
you know, it's it's the life, right? At 17. There's to lots seven. to love. Exactly. There's lots yeah. to love, but the consequences are just as heavy, mm, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's so crazy because, like, you know, we look back now and it's like, damn, yeah. you know. Had I known, right? But at this point, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything because it's made me who I am today. Yeah, no doubt. But do yeah. you? But I'm sure you have your own way of doing this. But every once in a while, when something comes back to me about what I did, I literally stop and go, "Absolutely, holy shit!" Yeah, right. Absolutely, you can start living fast really quickly. Yeah. You know, you jump in, you're at zero, and you can be at a hundred real quick. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's really the case with me. I mean. I, I absolutely believe that I have the addictive brain. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, jumped right on that with the cocaine. And I mean, it was short and sweet, like, you know, 20 months of using. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not even probably, you know, maybe 12, 14 months of hard, like, cocaine use. And that that was it. I mean, wow. my parents were like, okay, up, mm-hmm. you're out of society now. You're going to treatment. Yeah. And... Um, the beauty of having children who are underage, you can do that. That's right. So right? can I just ask a question? Because yeah. I, I never course, got into the... please interrupt me anytime. Oh, no, like, I, I, I'll try my best not to interrupt <laughs> you. But I never, I didn't do cocaine. I, um, it was one of those things I avoided because my older brother had done it. And oh, I, I watched right. him almost die from it, like when he was a teenager. So yep. it, it was the one thing, it was one thing I wouldn't go near. Like, um, Smart. <laughs> well, yeah, but so you, you said like 12 to 14 months, right? You yeah. used... To me, that's exactly why I stayed away because I watched people just like so quick, yep. right? Like it exactly. took no time at all nope. um, to hit a bottom because nope. 12 to 14 months, that's a year, yep. right? Yep. And exactly. so it took you a teenager a year yep. of heavy use, basically, a year and a bit, yep. and you were done. Yeah. So what was like, what did you, what were you like then when your parents said to you, Okay, whoa, what the hell's going on here? Like, what did they notice, if I, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I mean, they noticed when you drain their bank account a couple times a week. Okay. You so, know? Yeah, because like, I was getting oh, at that. wait a second here, yeah. you know? That's um, what clued my parents onto my brother, too. Totally. Yeah. Right? And um, I, had, I was very fortunate to have a best friend who was like, you're fucked. Yeah. And I went to my parents and was like, she's fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so your friend did. Yeah, absolutely nice. she did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and two, I mean... You know, when you're you're picked up and, and put in, you know, a first at first I went into a really short term six day or mm. um, detox and uh, came out of that still thinking I was the shit. So, yeah. you know, still went a little bit harder, um, stayed away from the cocaine, but drank a lot. Mm. I mean, listen, for me, an addict's an addict in my brain and I'm yep. like caffeine, nicotine, Alcohol, mm-hmm. like, you know, food. I mean, for me, that's just my brain. So yeah. I still went out. I still went hard. Mm-hmm. I, I was just drinking, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And um, and it's not... I wasn't trying to suggest that drinking isn't as dangerous. Oh, my God. No, no, it's, no. It's I, kind of like the... As a as an alcoholic, yeah. We I just recognize the, the speed. The speed with which the bottom approaches, right? Like, exactly. I, I know that if I had started using morphine when I was first drinking... I would have been fucked right away, right? right? Yeah. It, it's just that I didn't start the morphine until I was almost done drinking. Right. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, interrupt no, you no, again. Absolutely. Um, no. I just wanted so to important. say that because when you go hard drinking, people can die just the same as anyone. Absolutely. So. I mean, you know, like I said, it has no addiction, has no demographic. Yeah. Over drinking, over consumption has no demographic. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, I was so fortunate, so fortunate to have parents. Mm-hmm 
and a support system. Yeah. Because that is not the case for many. Yeah. And I'm very aware of that. And I'm very aware of my privilege in regards mm. to that and having parents who are able to pick me up and yeah. put me somewhere. Um, and then again, put me somewhere. Mm -hmm. So they ended up, you know, I was about four months away from turning 18 mm. and uh, they put me in a long-term treatment center because I was still a wild child. Like yeah. nothing changed. If nothing changes, nothing mm -hmm. changes. Just because you remove one substance yeah. and you don't do the work, then you're still in the same place. <laughs> yeah. Know? So especially if you lose one substance and pick up another, totally, which is our nature, totally, yeah. right? And yeah. I mean, there's just so much more work into addiction and recovery than you even think when you're, you mm -hmm. know, at that point, oh, yeah. right? And uh, you think you're totally cool, but it's like, no, the entire world has to, your entire world has to change, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so I went to this 30 day program, and well, it was much longer than a 30 day program. Yeah. Um, I was pulled out. By my parents after 30 days mm -hmm. um reasons for you know for them to you know discuss i they just felt that i should yeah. come out and um those 30 days were honestly trans transformative mm -hmm. um when you're forced to do the work and you're forced to open your mind to aa mm -hmm. and the 12 steps and everything that comes along with that and you're immersed in that for 30 mm -hmm. days. Um, you know, I decided to let that affect me. I, mm -hmm. I decided to let that in. Nice. Um, obviously, extremely resistant at first, as mm -hmm. we all are at 17 when we think we're the shit and know everything. I, I can't even imagine sobering up at 17. Like, seriously, you know? the fact that you, you have and, and a mutual friend did yeah. as well, yeah. it blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. I was not having it, man. Yeah, and my other, uh, you know, another mutual friend of both of ours uh, was in the same, and um, and yeah, the same boat. You know, it's it's really incredible when you can see young people do it, right? Oh yeah. So, but it's, it's impressive and it is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't ready yet. Yeah, fair enough. So. Fair enough. <laughs> the typical wasn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. You know, um, still went out and drank, drank hard, mm -hmm. didn't use, like just drank hard. The, the usual, right? Yeah. I mean, you're 17, 18, you drink hard. Mm -hmm. So I drank for another year. And then a month before I turned 19, in, uh, I mean, I want to say, my math is so bad. I'm not going to say the year. I think it was 2008, 2009. I don't know whatever the math is there. Um, I'm terrible at math too, and so is Darcy. So we're all right? good. We're all yeah. on the same page. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, I just decided to quit drinking. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm done said you know some people in the program who were working aa and mm -hmm. extremely successful um so i said let's go i want to go to meeting right on i had the 30-day knowledge of you know being submersed in aa learning about aa mm -hmm. um reading about it because i'm kind of a you know i'm a research person i'm a you know, I'm a reader, so I, I naturally read the book. Mm -hmm. I read the blue, uh, you know, the big book. I read the yeah. Daily Reflections. I have, you know, I'm like that. So I decided that maybe this is how I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I picked a meeting and I started going to a meeting and um, started applying, you know, AA hardcore to my life mm -hmm. at that time. And um, I basically built, you know, built myself from the ground up mm -hmm. through the basis of, um, some principles that just so happen to align with, you know, what yeah. happens in AA and different things. And, you know, for me personally, 
being, you know, getting a home meeting and mm -hmm. getting a sponsor and just being around those people and, you know, hitting yeah. a couple meetings a week. I mean, it wasn't, um, I didn't hit, you know, one a day. I didn't do 30 and 30 or anything, but I did just hit a couple meetings a week, picked a couple meetings I liked, mm -hmm. right? And um, picked a couple meetings with younger people, you know, found. Yeah. And, you know, I kept it simple. You have, like, as we know, some mm -hmm. things are, I say you, I say us, I refer like a lot like that, but. That's okay. I know what you mean. You know, at the beginning, it's simplicity. You yeah. keep it simple, right? As, as we say. Yeah, you know, the simpler the better. The simpler the better. Mm -hmm. You know, so just put it on repeat. Yeah. And, um. Then I had 30 days and, you know, then I had 60 days and, mm -hmm. you know, then I had 12 years, yeah. you know, and That's September wild. 6th was 12 years. September so. 6th. Yeah. Oh, congrats. Thanks. Cheers to that. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Thank you. You're welcome. But, uh, it's been a blast. I can't mm -hmm. even tell you. I have lived the most incredible life yeah. and a lot of what I've experienced and, um, a lot of what brings me joy is rooted in not drinking mm -hmm. or using. Sweet. Yeah. So let's talk about all the things that bring you joy. So much. Yeah. So much. Cool. I I live by design. Mm -hmm. I, you know, um, my partner and I too. And it's funny because I, so I got a, I got sober a month before I turned 19. And then a month after mm -hmm. I turned 19, I met my man. Oh, and okay. And here we are 12 years later too. Oh, wow. So, congrats. Yeah, thanks. It's yeah, super fun. That's and, freaking you know, sweet. We grew up together. Like, did honestly. You? Yeah, like, literally I was 19 and he was 25. And it was mm -hmm. just, you know, we kind of, we grow together. And he <clears> was the best support because it wasn't ever a big deal I didn't drink. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Do you know what I mean? It was I never do, a yeah. thing. Because he obviously just wasn't interested in that anyway. No, no. And then, you know, it's so funny because like me, ADD, like, you know, addict brain, like he's the absolute opposite. Oh, is he? He's controlled. He's calm. He's mm. methodical. He's so not addictive. He's, you know. Oh, he's one of those oh, guys. totally. Mother totally. Frank I know. Oh, trust me. <laughs> I know. Like well. when, you know. When you can have the little one piece of candy. Yeah. One of those. Really? One of those. Well, nice so, to meet you, sir. Yeah, but we're the perfect mix. <laughs> you right? found a unicorn. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I've learned so much from him, but he's also, yeah. I'm sure, learned so oh, much I'm sure. from me too. Right? Yeah. And I mean, that's just been, you know, the beautiful part of it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we, I, I mean, the last 12 years, I've literally like done university, done mm -hmm. other trainings, like traveled, like. Live, just lived my life mm -hmm. but my life has been so much better and i can say that to this day with conviction because mm -hmm. i don't fucking drink yeah like it's that simple mm -hmm. like honestly it's i couldn't imagine the chaos i yeah. would be in at 30 if i fucking drank yeah honestly i believe you i i, I totally get it like you know yeah. some people can come out and you know they can do a couple years sober whatever and they mm -hmm. can go back to being Normal somewhat. Drink a glass of wine yeah. or whatever. But I mean, my mentality is like, girl, I'll be drinking that bottle. Like, and so I'm like, oh yeah, that's the, the, the check. Yep. You know, when we check ourselves, mm -hmm. right? That's the check. Like, yeah, yeah, still doing the right thing by not drinking. Check. It's like, oh yeah, it looks really good that my brother drinking a beer and yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, but wait, let me just remember what I do when I drink a beer. Oh yeah. I'm not yeah. my brother. I'm not my brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Like, yeah, my man, he can have a beer. Yeah. You know? And call her a night. Yeah. <laughs> One of those, Why he would right? do that, yeah, but fine. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, you know, 
I am so, so certain that if you go hard as mm-hmm. a teenager, there's chances are, you know, yeah, shit's going to get fucked up. Yeah. Like, I, I think we've got to this point in society. Sorry, I'm kind of going off a bit here, but you're, you're not going anywhere. So fucking normalized substance use. Mm-hmm. And I was saying substance abuse, but substance use. Use, yeah. And yep. that's like really, you know, it's a scary concept because now we're seeing the repercussions of mm-hmm. it. Do you think maybe it's like a result of, I mean, we can go wherever we want, right? So yeah. you think maybe that's a result of at one point in human history, recent human history, yeah. we started to medicate everything. everything. Like, so then it, it's just a natural progression into using substances of all kinds, right? Absolutely. Because at some point, maybe, and maybe, I don't know, I, I'm not suggesting this is true, but maybe at some point our mentality just simply said, yeah, you know what, it's okay to have substances if you need them right yeah and if you want them it's right. okay too right, right. Um, because we've been so medicated for so long yeah. it seems natural to be medicated right and I, I say this because I, I've noticed it in some in people that I work with who are new to sobriety right okay. so they come in and they always want to feel better right yeah right they Absolutely. always want to feel better and don't get me wrong I'm human I want to feel better too but I recognize that that's my part of my defect right, right? It's not a part of my character. No, no. Part of my, my character, our character wants us to make it through that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's just so common to not want to feel bad. Totally. Like, people actually think they're supposed to feel good all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think I used to think that too, right? Yeah. I, I absolutely did. When I yeah. first came in, I, I had the same mentality of yeah. seek pleasure, avoid pain. Seek pleasure, avoid pain. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, I absolutely couldn't agree anymore. I mean, yeah. I think as a society, too, we have to understand. I mean, I don't know, in my opinion, I mean, for me personally, it's not about happy or sad. It's mm-hmm. neutral. Yeah. If I can be in a neutral, balanced place on a daily basis, mm-hmm. that's where my true daily success comes from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but being in a high or being in a low, consistent. Mm-hmm. if we're consistently chasing either happiness or being happy, mm-hmm. or we're consistently... On the other end of that, which obviously can be a brain defect, such as depression yeah. and et cetera. But um, we got caught up in that mm-hmm. and chasing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's wrong with being neutral? What's wrong with just being baseline? Yeah. And and, and frankly, what's wrong with not with feeling bad? Well, and that too. Yeah. Exactly. Being in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, like, be with it. Yeah. Be in it. Be with this. Yeah. And that's what know? it means, right? Is like, just yeah. be where you are. Exactly. Happy, sad, and different. Yeah. You know, and ride that out because it's going to change, you know? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that also leads to like short-term versus long-term thinking. Yeah. When we're addicts, we're in short-term. Yes. Right? When we're in recovery, we're in Mm long-term. And, you know, there's a threshold I like to talk about in the sense of, you know, addiction to recovery, there's a threshold there. That line, Mm -hmm. you just got to get that first foot over. Yeah. You know, and the other side, they'll catch you. The resources on the mm-hmm. other side of that will catch you. Yeah. But there's that threshold, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that short-term versus long-term thinking. Yeah. And it's that block in our brain mm-hmm. that we created yeah. with drugs and alcohol or whatever, food, I mean, sex, anything. Anything. Yeah. Right? And it's like, just want to get, you know, if we mm-hmm. could just get over that threshold, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that kind of comes with just surrendering yeah well that's the key though yeah and getting people over that threshold 
Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to articulate it to someone who has never been over it or to exactly. someone who's been over it but forgot yeah. because yeah. they went back out and did whatever, totally. which is totally fine. But it's like that, I don't know how to articulate it to, to someone sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, get over that threshold. The threshold is you're, you're going to do whatever it takes to not drink. Exactly. That's the threshold. That's it. When it when yep. all of a sudden it becomes, there's a no doubter, yep. right? And I, it's hard to, you can't give that to someone. No. I know, like they have to find their own no doubter, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to take not take it on and get frustrated. Mm -hmm. Like the threshold. Oh, you're so close. Yeah. Like, you know, just, you've walked up to it. Now you just walked away. Ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I always say like the lifeboat. The life, it's mm -hmm. ten feet away. You know, don't swim away from it. Mm -hmm. Swim towards the lifeboat. You know. It's, yeah. All it takes is the one simple decision, which also you know leads back to AA mm -hmm. in the sense of admitting you're power, powerless, yeah. right? And I mean, that's just surrendering. That's mm -hmm. I'm fucked. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I just yeah. don't want to live like this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. With 100% conviction, I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And you will have those resources put out mm -hmm. their hands to you. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, for me personally, it was just, you know, AA meetings and mm -hmm. rolling with my own program. Yeah. Um, you know, I I came to develop sort of a sense of recovery is um, a sacred thing. Mm -hmm. Um, in the sense of people earn your story. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go out, especially at nineteen. Yeah. And and I went to clubs. I I was mm -hmm. one of those. I was not affected being around it. I was not triggered because. I was always working on my mind power. I was mm. always working on controlling my emotions. Yeah. Because that's number one. Mm. When our, our emotions override us, we make irrational decisions. Oh, yeah. We do irrational yeah. things, right? Yeah. And um, it's like a weird thing that happens when the booze is gone. All of a sudden, we start to be, get a little bit more logical. Totally. We don't act as irrational all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so lucky that I got to recognize it at such yeah. a young age. Oh, it's huge. And that's the beauty of being a teenager and going into recovery. And yeah. that's kind of a message too for any teenager that's going into recovery mm -hmm. or thinking about or coming out of recovery. Like, oh, if I could just tell you how worth it it is. Tell them. Oh, it's so worth it. It is yeah. so, the pain, the, mm -hmm. the work you have to do is so worth it. Yeah. You know? Because what's the life you've lived since sobering up, since making that decision? Like, that to me, that's the best story we can tell people. Absolutely, is what know? the life was like after. Yeah, you know, right? it's after is just you know being a normal human. I'm still, mm -hmm. you know, I I go, I would go out to the clubs. I would still do things like that. But mm -hmm. I mean, the beauty is it of it. I was always the DD. Yeah. So everyone always had a ride. You mm -hmm. know, my man always had a ride. Whatever, right? That's like, a good thing. There's power in that too. Oh, but yeah. you know, that also comes from doing the inner work. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, one of the things in recovery that I constantly do is work. Mm -hmm. And in life, that is also extremely applicable to life. Yeah. We have to do the work. And, oh. you know, mm -hmm. we work really, really hard to get fucked up. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, look at really look at an, a life of an addict. Mm -hmm. It's fucking chaos. You're running around, you're trying to get drugs, you're trying to get money. It's a cycle. It's like mm -hmm. everything's chaotic. You miss appointments, you do this, you, you let people down, you let yourself down. Mm -hmm. It's just cycles. Yeah. You know? But you're still, it's really hard work. Yeah, it is. Running you... around like that is hard work. Hell man. yeah. You know? So it's like, what makes you think the other side of that isn't going to be hard work? Yeah. The other side of that is just as hard work. But the work 
is mm-hmm. rewarding. Yeah, you actually get something it. from it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, instead of just going down, mm-hmm. go up, right? And yeah. um, that's the thing, I think. Also going back to that sort of instant gratification mm-hmm. that we were talking about is we think it just happens overnight. We think, okay, yeah. I don't want to feel pain anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, I'm just going to be done yeah. overnight. It doesn't work that way. It can't. You know, yeah, it can't work that way. We took a couple years or a couple months or whatever it was to mm-hmm. get fucked up. It's going to take you a couple years, a couple months, whatever, mm-hmm. to get into a really great recovery. Yeah. It's, you know. At least, yeah. At least, exactly. At least, yeah. Because we're, we're once we get into recovery, we start to recognize we're not just recovering from those chemicals, right? Yeah. We we connect yes. to the, the inner turmoil that actually pushed us to drink absolutely. and to use, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. That's, to me, that's what it's all about now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because if that spiritual condition or whatever somebody wants to call it, um, maybe mm-hmm. just a neutrality or whatever, um, yeah. because it, there's lots of people that don't believe in God or anything and they're mm-hmm. fine, yeah. right? They seem to have good lives. They're, they help others. Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. It's about helping others somehow. Yeah. And in ways we probably can't even tell, right? Yeah. Um, and if we could tell, we probably would and it would ruin it. Like, yeah. you know, um, but I think... Getting into, like you said, going into a recovery program that's fitted for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. And did you find that easier without the treatment center push to find your plan? I think you just, I just grew into it. Yeah. You know, because like for me, you know, even to this day, I'm still a one day at a time kind of girl. Yeah. You know, like I'm still a. Well, that's why you got 12 years. And you know, and people say, oh, you ever, you know, of course, as growing up in an alcohol world, literally mm-hmm. 19, you know, it's always, oh, you don't drink? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you don't drink? Yeah. Like, you don't drink at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't drink sometimes either. It's like, no, no, I, I don't drink. Yeah. And period. I don't want to, sh- you can't feed me a shot. You can't, like, mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Right. And um, that was a confidence that you have that I had to have. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure you, you did. You know, and you just develop your own program, your own protection mechanisms, and your own little world along mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. And that's my recovery program. See, that's a wonderful thing to point out because you're you sobered up early, mm-hmm. and you were able to grow into your program yep. to that to the fact that people wonder why you don't drink now, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you've lived this life. See, when you sober up at 30 like I did, right? And people ask you if you drink and you say no, they go, "Oh, okay, I get it." Ah, uh, yes. They of look course. at they look Absolutely. at me and they're like, yeah, "Makes sense." Yeah, of course I didn't think about that, like, right? But the truth is like, I mean, there's there's scars, there's things that happen to you that yeah. that just make you a little bit less um I guess less likely to not have that problem, yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, it's okay because the truth is, man, thank yeah. God I don't drink. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyone who knows me yeah. still probably says the same thing. Thank God for he sure. doesn't drink. because for sure. I'm sure me too. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And, and I think that's so cool, though, that difference between when you sober up young, you, you, you can still have a really healthy 20s right like oh my god yes i don't know what would have happened if i had healthy 20s right right and and i'm not i don't wish for it of course not because i i like how life is right Right. life is it throws what it needs to at us you believe we we get what totally well you know i always say you know this is not my quote this is actually a quote from my personal coach but you know it's life hands us not what we want but what we need Mm -hmm. right yeah and we just have to be willing to grab it. Exactly. And do something with it. Yeah. Like, 
Darcy with his camera taking a picture of us. Is it okay if he gets a picture well, of us? Absolutely, of course. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm yeah. just asking you now so you don't forget, mister. Yeah. 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 yeah, we have problems like that all the time. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Right. If he's not, if he's not blackmailing me yeah. about stuff that he recorded secretly, right? Oh my yeah, God, totally. he's he's neglecting photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I mean that is so. Like I say, like you got to just find your recovery zone. Mm-hmm. Like find that zone and yeah. flow, and just one day at a time. It mm-hmm. honestly, like especially in those early months, early days, early years, yeah. you know. And um, what my recovery zone allowed me to do was, you know. I had a really crazy cool modeling career in my early oh, 20s. Um, I cool. had amazing experiences in fashion. I met amazing people. I have connections that I would have never had had I been a mess life. Yeah. Let's be real. You yeah. Know? No, it's fair. Um, because obvious, even if I had been in the fashion world, I mean, yeah. you can get your head screwed off really quickly. I can see that. If you have addictive tendencies. Yeah. Because you're around alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. You're at events. There's alcohol. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. So. And it probably would have been pretty easy just to die right back. Of course. In. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And my my recovery and not being a drinker has always been a source of my power. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Um, I think you know I probably who knows but I probably wouldn't have half of the opportunities that I've had over the last twelve years mm-hmm. if I hadn't been drinking because you just fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I swear I lied. No, it's perfect. I like to swear but, too. You know. Did you want us to look at you at one of those? No. Take as many as you need. You know, I'm used to being behind the camera. <laughs> yeah. See, she's a model. She's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. So. She's fine. I'm not fine, but yeah. she's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, and I mean, I. That didn't sound right. I meant like fine with the pictures. That's yeah, what I yeah. meant. But yeah. both work. Because <laughs> I'm not either way. Sorry. Okay, so it's you modeled. Though, but yeah, and- so I, I did modeling like, you know, 20 to 26. It was amazing, mm-hmm. super fun, yeah. creative outlet. Did like, you get to travel at all with it? Just or? within Canada. Yeah. I didn't do any U.S. stuff I, or like yeah. anything international. I just, um, yeah. I was here with a local agency. And I mean, modeling changed my life because it was yeah. so much fun. I mean, all of these experiences in our, in our lives, you know, mm-hmm. mold us to some extent. And, yeah. And that was one of them, you know. No, was, no. Especially being a, a more confident person, I really could get the great shots. I could mm-hmm. be that person. I could, I, I've always, you know, see myself as a leader. And, you know, I, I ended up teaching some modeling camps and like that was mm-hmm. really where I shined. Like I, I felt really, really in my power when I was like guiding these younger girls who wanted to be in fashion because, yeah. you know, the message is not about in life in general. It's not about, you know, looking good. It's about mm-hmm. feeling good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, you could probably see the difference between someone who just looked good and someone who looked good and felt good. Absolutely. Right? Like absolutely. that glow. There must be a glow. Energy. Yeah. It's always that. I mean, if you believe in that shit, right? But, yeah. Um, I, I do, for sure. I do, too. I mean, that's just kind of who I am. And, you know, it was super fun. And, and like I said, I probably wouldn't have the opportunities I did had I mm-hmm. been, uh, you know, uh, uh, in chaos. Yeah. Like, I like to really, you know, active addiction is like, the best word to describe from my perspective is, is chaos, mm-hmm. you know? So when you're on the other side of it, which is like slight control, basically yeah. just being able to control yourself and your actions mm-hmm. and your thoughts yeah. is the opposite side of that. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So much. And, yeah. um, that's a good way to describe it though, because yeah. if, if you've never been addicted or in that cycle of any kind, yeah. it's hard to see that um, like it's, it makes people think that we're absolutely insane. 
Yeah. Like, and I totally get it because yeah. if you're like, I've worked with enough people who are normies as yeah. well yeah. that it really is hard on them to understand Absolutely. what's pushing us yeah. to get that thing, yeah. right? Because everything about the thing is yeah. bad in their mind. Totally. So, so in their mind, they're like, I would never touch that thing. Yeah. It's like touching a hot stove, Dave. And I'm like, yes, therein lies the difference. Right. I appreciate a hot stove. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate putting my fingers, my hands, my face on yeah. it. Um, that's just kind of how life was. Yep. Right. Exactly. It's so. It's such a strange. Yeah. I like the way you describe that. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, and but on that point too, I think that's why it's so important that people like you and people like me do the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do for work? Because well, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, I guess so. Fast forward 12 years, I'm a life coach. Sweet. Um, health life coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, I help people level up. Mm-hmm. I help people, you know, figure their shit out Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, nobody ever has their shit fully figured out. But Yeah, we like, figure it out one day at a time. You know, on a micro, micro level, you know, people, oh, I got to get my shit together all the mm-hmm. time. I mean, that's one phrase you hear all the time. It's like, yeah. okay, well, let's like actually talk about that. And how what do we get it together? Like? Yeah. What does even getting it together look like to mm-hmm. you? Right. Build your vision and mm-hmm. then figure out the action steps. Yeah. Right. And um, that's what I do, honestly, at like a very basic level. And, you know, uh, addict or no addict, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I'm not specific in who I work with. I just yeah. work with people who are literally ready to fucking change and like yeah. not even necessarily change, just grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about growth. It's not even... Yeah. Dr- drastic radical change all the time like i just i'm such a firm believer in these small steps mm-hmm. create extremely large transformation yeah right and, and that's the difference between instant gratification and exactly. having like you said the short term and yeah. the long term yeah right exactly yeah yeah and long term is you know where it's at like yeah. when you figure out your long term the short term is you know easier, easier to do exactly yeah. exactly it yeah is. so you know, that's what I do. Um, right you know, my mom's life coach uh, okay. before life coach was even a thing. Yeah. So I kind of grew up in it and I grew, like I said, I grew up with incredibly, incredibly enlightened parents. Mm-hmm. Um, very forward thinking, very proactive in raising us and yeah. um, doing whatever it took to make sure we were, you know, on track in the yeah. sense of whatever that was. Not not necessarily academically or like whatever you meant for you. Kind you of know, thing. and uh, I was raised unconditional love. Yeah, absolutely. Unconditionally loved. Um, unconditionally accepted. There was mm-hmm. no standard to, I had to hold uh, love to, yeah. right? Which I think is can be so detrimental, Yeah. right? Is that you get love when you get an A or you mm-hmm. get, you know, and, and that conditional type of love is, is something I really, really... Um, yeah, it's weird. Some people like. actually get that though. Absolutely. They're raised with that, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm sure there's so many people yeah. out there and I mean, it's it sucks because then you have to unlearn mm-hmm. as you get older and relearn. Yeah. You know, unless you want to carry that on and, and, and you see no problem with having that. Mm-hmm. And it's not my place to say it's good or bad, but yep. there's just, you know, there's so much unlearning, as mm-hmm. you know, as you've had so many people on your podcast. I mean, yeah. like, there's so much unlearning that we have to do. Yeah, so that, much. It's even if we have, even if we work. have, yeah, it's the work. You know? Even if we have good parents, we still have to unlearn stuff. Oh my god, totally. Right, and I do. I, I like. Yes. I'm like. I'm like you. I am so privileged when it comes to my family. Right. I remember yeah from yeah. your story and yeah. how they how they were have been there always. Always and same. Yeah. Same idea, right? Absolutely. So it's like just but having that that cushion landing. I mean, I was 30 and I wasn't living with them, but I, I think I ended up going back there 
for a time. I can't even remember. I remember you did. Yeah, you yeah, said you did. Yeah. I'm sure I did. Um, and and so it was to be able to be able to do that mm-hmm. is enormous, yeah, right? Like absolutely. it's just and I because I know so many people like yourself, yeah. not you personally, but who, who we know situationally, yeah, just didn't have it. No, didn't absolutely. have any kind of landing. Nope. Right. No. It was. It was a no. Nobody wants to talk to me. Nobody wants me around. Like it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's really heartbreaking. No, so, absolutely. Um, what was I going to ask you? Shit. Talking Tra- about my parents, trauma brain. Right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about my parents. Sort of the way they raised. Unconditional mm. love. Sort of thing. They never kicked me out. They yeah. never did the tough love thing. Yeah. Even when I was super fucked up, coming home drunk, like whatever it was, mm-hmm. like it was always like watching and then realizing okay you're over the edge now boom like yeah. take action and i think that's one thing too um perhaps parents i don't know i mean this is a good message for parents is if you think something is going on take action mm-hmm. take action yeah if you have the resources the time mm-hmm. and the capabilities take action yeah you know there's never you're never too soon intervening in somebody's mm-hmm. life not if they're off the rails not if they're off the rails yeah you know, yeah. and especially kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you just, you know, you're a parent, you know, yeah. you're a guardian, whatever you are, you know, mm-hmm. you can sense it. Don't ignore that. Yeah, you know? don't. Because like, had they ignored, oh, she's just a teenager. She's just doing, you know, teenage things or dumb shit, whatever. Yeah. Well, I would not be sitting here with you today. Yeah. Right. And um, so what recovery gave me was an early start on doing the work. Mm-hmm. Early start on doing the work. Who yeah. are you? What are you? What? How do you want to live your mm-hmm. life? What are your values? What are your principles? You can't do that when you're partying every weekend. Yeah. You know, um, it's never too early to start instilling your own values. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to not drink, and it's okay yeah. to say I don't drink, and it's okay for people to not respect that totally. and make fun of you or laugh or be like, "What do you fucking mean you don't drink?" Like. You know, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to like, you know, spike your drink one day. Ha ha ha. Right. Like dumb shit like that mm-hmm. is like, don't take it personally. It's not your shit. It's their shit. And yeah. that has been, you know, building up where I am now. Mm-hmm. And for me, 12 steps was really based on a fundamental, like, you know, the base of this is like based on being a good person. Yeah. Right. And yeah. to me, that's literally like, just be a good person. That's why I recommend the steps to like, anyone. Fuck, it, it's, you don't even yeah. have to be an addict. No. Like. It's so implementable. I don't even know if that's a word, honestly. <laughs> it is now. It is now, though. Implementable. In daily life. Yeah. Right. Darcy, can you Google search that? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but I oh love my that word. God. Implementable. So anyway, but now you know so much of what I do in practice and and um, do in my business. Mm. I mean, it's all because of what I have been through. Yeah. You know, I'm not from the University of Hard Knocks of, I did it the hard way. I put the, mm-hmm. you know, I, like you said, I put the finger on the stove, even if you told me not to. Yeah. Right. And, um, experience is the catalyst to growth mm-hmm. in other people. Yeah. You know, and that's why, like I said earlier, it's so important you do the work you do is experience. Mm-hmm. You have to have that. Right. And, um, so for me being able to like apply that, even in a non-addict sense, I mean, it's, it's yeah, incredible. And, it is really cool. Yeah, and I mean, like, I work with just people who want to get it together. It doesn't matter what you are, who mm-hmm. you are, I don't care, yeah. you know? It's just like, just keep it simple. Okay, you're not mm-hmm. happy with your life or you're not, you're not stoked on your baseline. You're not 
okay, mm. well, I want to, but I want to do this and I want to do that. Even if it's not from a, like a negative perspective, it's like, okay, let's, mm. let's just figure it out. Yeah. Right. But the action steps are what matter. Yeah. And in recovery, the action steps are what matter. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. And we have to move through recovery with those, the discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. Because at the beginning of my recovery, it's about discipline. Well, right? and, and discipline makes life easier though. Oh, Right? Yeah, and I know, you know, it's so funny. I was just listening to your other podcast with uh, that Nikki and it's mm. fabulous podcast too. And you guys oh, were talking you. about so many concepts that I just was like, oh my God, yes. I grabbed like, yeah, it was, it was like, yes, this is so it. Like, yeah. and, you know, discipline is one of them. And mm-hmm. um, my discipline as an ADD person yeah. has been about figuring myself out mm-hmm. what works, what yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And the, the shit that doesn't work, yeah. done. Yeah, good. You yeah. know? So today, you know, I sit here as somebody who it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, it's been an amazing 12 years mm. and everything. It's been so great. And one of the, you know, most tra- the, the t- most tragic thing that's ever happened to me was 20, oh, uh, 2013. My brother died. Oh. So my brother was 20. And we're three years apart. And oh, he was totally non-addicty, normal kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like worked in a restaurant, whatever. Wow. Totally normal. So my mom got 20 good years of like the opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my goodness what happened yeah well he decided that it was okay to get drunk at work um which was a two minute and 45 second drive away from mm. our house my oh, mom's geez. house where we all lived yeah and no no stop signs no lights just a big loop yeah and he got drunk and he wrapped his car around a tree not even 30 seconds into his drive Oh, yeah, and he I'm died so instantly. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. tragic. It's devastating, and it's one of those you don't have to be an addict to fuck up your life with alcohol. Well, that's for that's for damn sure. You know, yeah. and that goes back to the whole normalization of mm-hmm. of what we've done. Like, it's so fucking normal to go get blackout. Yeah, every weekend when you're in your young, yeah. tw- like when you're nineteen, twenty, and like we got to move away from that. Yeah. You know, we're f- kids are dying mm-hmm. every day because of one stupid decision because of alcohol Mm -hmm. but because we said no it's okay for you to go get fucked up it's okay for you to black out yeah you know but bad 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 decisions right and and now you know what happens then is you leave your entire life Mm -hmm. behind right it's and so the thing about his accident was the ability for me to stay Somewhere. I was just going right? to say, like, that's, I'm, I'm blown away yeah. by it. Yeah, no, it was, it was, what did one you of those, rely on? Um, I still smoked a ton of cigs. Yeah. So, you know, coffee, ciggies, like, whatever, right? Like, yep. and I mean, <laughs> in, in addiction, like, what's the lesser evil? What's the, like, lesser vice, right? Yeah. I, I'm not one of those black and white, perfect or not, because yeah. I don't believe there's a perfect world yeah. in general. And there sure as hell isn't one in addiction and no. recovery. Yeah. You know, and I really just live, now by the the motto of you know you don't have to strive for perfection because it's not attainable yeah just you know and this is not my quote either but concept but you know just be better like aim to be one percent better yeah every day yeah that's it just a little bit just a yeah. little bit just one yeah. percent you know and so for me every day one percent better meant not drinking yeah being able to handle you know funerals are fucking it's a like you gotta somebody dies and yeah. you're jumping right into literally like planning mode yeah like you don't have time to sit back and 
understand no. what the fuck there just are happened. so many tasks there's yeah. so many tasks and yeah. you know me being alcohol free probably helped is all i'm saying you guarantee know? guarantee and so yeah you can have like the worst thing in the world happen to me like that yeah right and i still don't hate the drug i don't mm. hate whatever it people make so many stupid fucking decisions mm-hmm. you know and it's like think of that next time yeah. you know what i mean yeah think of that and um so now moving forward from that is has been work on only doing what matters mm-hmm. you know in my own life yeah. life's very short we get one chance at this and yeah. i had all i have all the resources in the world mm-hmm. so i've always been able to focus and be disciplined on being better mm-hmm. getting through it yeah right not being victim mentality yeah and i know that's really harsh because there's so many people who live in victim mentality and Mm -hmm. live there justifiably you know they live there and they're justified to Mm -hmm. live there and that's fine but it's incredibly important for me Mm -hmm. to not live in victim mentality because that can keep me sick oh yeah yep right and growth doesn't happen Mm -hmm. at victim mentality level no, and the victim mentality, well, we, it can't happen there Mm-mm. because the victim mentality creates almost like an institutionalized mentality. Exactly. It's like the victimhood is the institution, yeah. right? And so yeah. like whenever you, I work with people who are coming out of prisons, yeah. like the, there's a definite mentality that's created. It has yeah. to be, yep. it has to exist. Yep. Just like the natural repercussions of having a victim mentality are, the world's against you. Exactly. Eventually, that's how it is. Yeah. You know, from that exactly. from that perspective. Yeah. So, being I'm, I just can't. It's a tough life when you live there. It is it's tough. It is the hardest way to live. It is. You yeah. Know, it's tough, and I feel for people who live there. And yeah, you know, it takes a lot of work to 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 switch our mindset, not switch, but grow our mindset. And this is so mm-hmm. much of what I do in my business. Is, yeah. I mean, this is like fundamentally mindset shifting does not happen overnight. Yeah. Like, no, of course not. You don't just say, okay, I'm done hating the world. I'm done being a victim. I'm done being addict or whatever. Yeah. Overnight, boom, like that. Like this is like, there's so much to it. And mm-hmm. the beauty of it is learning like who you are. Like I feel like I'm so much more connected to, mm-hmm. you know, um, the understanding of me, myself and I, and yeah. also the things that I like, the things that I don't like. You know, I was saying life, you got to know what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And um, And so having that, no alcohol use Mm. is for me what got me through the last seven years of losing my brother because like i was saying about the funeral thing i mean you just go you gotta go you gotta get it organized you gotta do the i mean fuck it's like Mm -hmm. geez you don't know what goes into these things until you're in it i know it's crazy you know it's insane yeah dying dying in this country is very difficult it is on everybody who's left it's expensive and it's expensive (laughs) like just to add a little humor to it like honestly it's expensive it's super expensive to die Yeah. (laughs) yeah so it's so and you know if i could just you know, tell that to little 20 year olds that mm-hmm. are out there thinking they can drink and drive because it's only a two minute drive. Yeah. Well, guess what? You can't because yeah. one day you fuck up. Yeah. Because the probability of yeah. survival on a long enough timeline is zero. If exactly. we, if we take yep. risks, it's yep. zero. There's yep. no chance. I mean, it's zero anyway at the end of our life. Right. Yep. But it just moves the end up quicker. Totally. Right. Do yeah. it, dicking around with those laws of averages in terms of driving drunk. Exactly. Like not everybody crashes, but you know what? Yeah. Enough people do. Enough do. Right? Like and that when they do, 
it's not usually a great outcome. Very, yeah, very, and very seldom right? is it like somebody doesn't die. Yeah. Right. And if you do, you're, you know, you're left in a state of, you know, being, you know, some people mm. are left being too fat or whatever. Like it's, it's not, yeah. it's just these tiny little decisions that we've mm-hmm. just normalized being fine. Yeah. That is, it's dangerous. So, so as a, as a life coach, like when you work with folks, do you find, and this is something that I just find in my work, like pretty regularly mm-hmm. is that we have not been taught to grieve losses. Oh my God. Like we've man. been, we haven't, I, I don't think I was taught. In a, not in a direct way, yeah. um, to handle loss at all. Right. You know, like it's, yes. it's almost like, and maybe that was just a matter of, that could have been an, um, an outcome of my privilege maybe. Yeah. Was that I just simply didn't have to learn about that. Right. Um, right. When I was younger. Right. right? Like I, I heard people died and I, I knew yeah. about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I definitely don't remember ever learning how to grieve. Yes. Yeah. And not until I came into sobriety, right? Yeah. Where where right away I lost somebody close, then oh, somebody right else. Now. And then as time went on in, in the years, more people go, right? Ugh, and like just thinking about your age, like when you sober, like now, it, it's just such a such a gift to be sober. Oh my God. As an alcoholic, right? Um, yes. You know, because losing friends and as time goes on, you'll lose more. Right, I know, I know, totally. and I hate saying that. No, like, it's, it's true. We, but, you know, recently we, yeah, within the last two years, you know, my man yeah. and I have lost two people close to us, and it's, mm. it's like, okay, I go back into, okay, what did I do six years ago? Okay, mm. this is what we got to do now. Yeah, it's not push it away. Yeah, not ignore it. Don't avoid it. We got to be with this. Yeah. We got to be in this, mm-hmm. in this. Right. Yeah. So do you do things key, yeah. with your clients to to keep them in that? Like when it comes yeah. up in their life, like of course. Yeah, I figured you did. Yeah. I just. It's one of those things where I am blown away by how poorly we grieve. And we don't want to talk about death. We don't want to talk about... Yeah. And, and it's such such a natural part of life. Yeah. You know? And it's actually... It, it can be a beautiful part of life. Yeah. If we... I think... And don't get me wrong. Like, I, there's some things popping in my head, like some friends that have died. And I'm just like, yeah, but how the fuck do you make sense of it? Yeah, Well, it's not about absolutely. making sense of it. It's no, about... No, that's, that's right? the other thing. I yeah. never... Um, to control my emotions, mm-hmm. which is extremely important because it's the only thing you have control over is. when you're grieving or you're yeah. in some state of some sort, is that, mm-hmm. right? Is that, is, yeah. and um, yeah, that's the key. And I think, I, I think that's what it's like. That's why it's so important for us to use that, that logical mind mm-hmm. when approaching these things, right? Yeah. Like, and and it might just be me preparing to lose my parents. It might be me yeah. preparing to lose more because yeah. that's just what happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and man, I didn't realize that growing up. And I bet you it's because of my privilege. Right. But I was shielded from that. Of course. I'm just thinking of it now as we're talking. It's Absolutely. like, that's so, it's so amazing how mm-hmm. things just pop out when they do. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It, but I'm so sorry about your brother. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's devastating. It's terrible. It right? is. It's, it's definitely. the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So did you did you find that um, through learning, obviously, in sobriety, how to grieve? Yeah. Like, that must have been, you, that must give you, like, a, some real strength, though, mm-hmm. in your heart. Absolutely. When yeah. you think about all that you've been through and been yeah. able to handle so. It powers me, mm. right? Like, like, you know, what we experience if we do not take the lesson from it it was a waste Mm -hmm. right and every little thing big thing experience wise conversation wise anything in life is is Mm -hmm. you must take the lesson yeah you know 
And I think what we were just talking about really, really lends back to that concept of um, we think we're supposed to be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, we don't know how to grieve or we don't know how to deal with death. And oh, God, death. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like because we're supposed to all be happy all the time. Right. But when you're neutral, Mm -hmm. you know, the last seven years, I've been super neutral about death. Yeah. Because that's where for me the most productive area to be is Mm -hmm. you know um after he died i went through a bit of ptsd in regards to uh thinking everybody was gonna die yeah every person every call every knock every you know what i mean go into that but um, i do i have brothers man i totally get it oh you know so yeah i I, I had to work to get myself out of that but again that's the work Mm -hmm. you know and what recovery has given me is it gave me a jump start to getting the work done and going like we're always doing the work but you know a lot of people just you know ignorance is bliss uh Mm -hmm. victim mentality float through life like blinders on Mm -hmm. like but i mean in recovery we're kind of a different breed yeah you know we're we're these people who our brains move fast our brains have Mm -hmm. different patterns we've had to do this mindset rewiring to be successful yeah every single day to leave yeah to go from the abyss to some kind of success yeah you know and um so, you know, post Ian's death, it's been about just what matters, mm. you know, and like you said, super early on, it's about that serving, you know, I can't see anything <laughs> else, right? It, it truly yeah. is, you know, yeah. and it, I've naturally always been like that in life. And mm. um, I knew from a super young age, I wanted to be a psychologist and cool. just didn't go do a master's. Maybe one day I will, yeah. you know, who knows, but who knows? I've just you know, I've kind of found my, my niche and I'm just mm-hmm. rolling with it. But for me, that's the most empowering thing, right? In mm-hmm. recovery is when you're like, listen, trust me when I tell mm-hmm. you it's so worth the work. Yeah. And the pain. It's like, worth it. fuck, you know, yeah. so worth it. Yeah. You know, and um, it's, it's tough uh, in general to see that even if you're trying to get your life together, not even from an addiction standpoint, it's like mm-hmm. tough to be told, like, trust me, the work is worth it. Yeah. You don't just get instant gratitude. Like anything mm-hmm. you want in life, got to do the work, man. Just and, do it. I, and that goes to our fear, like not, not mine necessarily anymore, but I definitely felt felt this and feel this occasionally is that fear of change, right? The, oh. fear, the fear of the unknown yeah. of what's ahead. And I get that. Like I really do because – Honestly, there's been times in my sobriety where I'm like, okay, this is it. I know exactly what life's going to be like. And then, of course, mm-hmm. something happens and it's like, oh, fuck. That's the biggest joke of right? it all. Big joke. Literally. And then eventually it becomes a joke because exactly. you, you start to laugh. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah last time I, what did I, what happened last time I thought I had everything figured out? Totally. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was yeah. punched in the, in the nuts or whatever happened. Totally. Yeah. But what do you do when that happens? You go back to the same action steps you yeah. took. Yeah. The last time you tried to level up in life. That's right? what recovery is all about. Exactly. It's just yeah. a formula. Whatever yeah. fucking works for you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. yeah, there's lesser evils out there. We're sitting here drinking caffeine. You want to be all totally. AA about it. You know, we're addicts mm-hmm. in active addiction right now. You totally. know what I mean? Like, we're engaged in active it, addiction. It, exactly. It's but That's why Darcy doesn't drink coffee, eh? So yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. He's like writing over there notes. And at on this day, at this time, yeah. I was able to laugh to myself about those coffee drinkers oh my god right (laughs) i know totally yeah and i think you know one of the main things sorry dude i I love you man yeah sorry you're okay you take you just you take the harassment he's so used to me man yeah yeah 
Yeah. And oh, that's no. kind of sad, though, isn't it? <laughs> Just kidding. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, Bronwyn. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. I always want him to mic up because he's so much fun, right? But right. he doesn't wear a mic. I know. Oh, wow. He's, you know what? I, I'm just going to keep working with him anyway. Just keep yeah. one day at a time. Just here. You want a mic today? Here, you want a mic today? Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. So, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I don't even remember what I was talking about. So it's all Fuck. good because that happens all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. You, were, you were on a roll though. I was, I'm always on a roll because I always get in these rants or, you yeah. know. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. The role was, um, oh, geez. You were t- we were talking about just not being happy all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. And the totally. fact that if we, if we gear our life towards needing to be happy all the time, yeah. no wonder we're going to be really messed up. Totally. Right. Like, yeah. and we're going to want to reach out for those immediate gratification things to make us feel better in the moment. Yeah. Right. As opposed to, I, I honestly, the last couple of years, I think I've probably learned more about grieving than I knew prior. Oh right? God. Like, of course. It's just so strange. Like, Until the, it's close to you. Yeah. Until it's right there. Yeah. You don't know shit about it. And we were getting bombarded with people that, that I knew dying. Right. Oh, I bet. And yeah. we're bombarded for a few years now. Well, it's been five years of it steady. It's, right. I know. I know. It's been really it's fucking been crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just too much. And, and yeah. During the COVID, one of my friends in California took her life. Oh, I'm and, sorry. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, it was fuck. just, but it, it was just the way, the only reason I bring it up again is obviously to talk about her because she's she was awesome, but also because it was the first time I felt like I really leaned into grief, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like I really, yeah. and, and a few years ago, one of my, one of my best friends um, drank herself to death and, <sighs> and she was young, right? She was yeah. 32 yeah, yeah, and yeah. just super young and. When, when that happened, I just, it, it made me realize just how out of touch I was with yeah. the grief stuff, right? Like, yeah. because I went out, we drove out to her funeral and, um, and since then it's just grown mm-hmm. like the, the ability to grieve about her and, and totally. you know, like I don't, you don't have to break down. Like I'm sure yeah. you, you've experienced lots of this, I'm yeah. sure, but like just walking here today and I'm, and she pops in my head and it's like. I just, you know, I don't know if it makes any difference or wherever anybody is, if anyone's out there anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But the truth is, it's nice to think they are, mm-hmm. right? And yep. it's nice to feel that, that energy shift when you're thinking yep. about them. And yep. that's kind of cool. So yep. anyway. And that's sacred. Yeah, to it's you, very, I believe right? it is sacred. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah and that, I think that is so much about what this life is about mm-hmm. finding those little pockets yeah right? but if if we're looking for to be happy i'm missing that yeah and that's the point of it right it it, was, yes yeah it, it was in order to not miss it you have to feel it exactly because you can't get it without feeling it so we right? got all these people running around doing drugs and drinking their yeah. lives away because they can't feel yeah they can't do the inner shit because okay, it feels like it feels off because it, it's it feels so bad. It's mm-hmm. so painful. Yeah. But think about the other side of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that neutral verse, you know, happy, sad. Like, if we're not on that end of the scale, how are you supposed to be on the, the yeah. happy end? If, you, if we don't know grief, if we don't know sadness, mm-hmm. truly, if we don't feel our experiences and feel mm-hmm. our emotions, then what, you're just going to go to the happy side and feel all the emotions all of a sudden? Yeah. You know? Yeah, no wonder it's false, right? Yeah. 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 Because totally. it has to be false. Well, you know. It's just not human. Like, 
to, to be in a good space all the time. Yeah. And we were talking about it earlier. Exactly, like yeah. this week was, was hard for yeah. some reason. It was a hard week for yep. my depression was just yep. like out to get me. Yep. Darcy was having a hard week. Like it was just one of those things, right? Yeah. Like the, and it was weird because Darcy and I had a really cool like chat on Monday. We hung yeah. out for a bit, no work. Like, but then by the next day it was just fucking gone. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then it was like, oh God, every appointment was painful. Yeah. Like not because of the person, but no, just no. because of me. Like it it's was just, shit. Yeah. yeah, being painful, you know, in your own skin. Yeah. But thankfully I don't have to run out and do anything to change it. You right? didn't run away from it. No, anymore. No. Like it, it's a matter of just being there and, and riding it out. Exactly. That's Try, the key yeah. is riding it out. Yeah, riding it out without you know, diving in deeper, exactly. right? Exactly. Because I don't want to go down the abyss. I know yeah. what happens. And that comes back to emotion control, yeah. of, right? Of course. You know, yeah. and, and it, thoughts, emotion. I, I, I believe they're separate, but mm-hmm. thoughts influence emotion. But emotions are what we let flare. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Our emotions are what we blame for our use, mm-hmm. for our outbursts, for our fuck-ups, yeah. for our mistakes, for our poor behavior. Yeah. You know? So if we can just humble ourselves and so much of recovery, I think is so important to understand that this is about a humbling process here, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, especially early on. Sorry to veer off on that. No, no. Because I think this is a really important point for anybody who's like early on in recovery is I'm sure you're, they're all aware that mm-hmm. devil's right there. Yeah. That yeah. little door is right there. Yeah. And you know what? That's a good thing. To, that's an important thing to say. Not good. It's important because it is right there and it yeah. takes an instant exactly for it to open. And you know that, what opens that door? Your ego. Yeah. Ego opens that door. The only thing that can live in that room is ego. Exactly. Because there's and no room for anything I know you spoke else. about this on your last podcast with Nikki quite a bit. About, Did we? Know, she, yeah, she spoke lots on ego and everything, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. So on par with that and totally feel that. And that is like, you know, a keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. like that acronym sort of like recovery <laughs> guideline, you know, yeah. is that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. little fucking devil is right there. Mm-hmm. You can be one week into your recovery, one day into recovery. You know, lots of people do the like 30 day. Oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. No, no I'm good. I'm totally. Yeah. 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 I'm good. I'm just, everything's all good as long as I don't do drugs. Yeah. Did you do the work though? Yeah. Cause it's not all good if you didn't do yeah. the work, because if you don't do the work, the second that door is getting knocked on, mm-hmm. You can open it because yeah. your ego is going to be like, don't even worry about it. You're good now. Yeah. Go open that door. Yeah. And the you one know? thing, the one thing I hear all the time from people coming back is, um, I didn't even think about going out. And then they go, how did you know I was going to go out? And I say, well, I don't know you're going to go out. I just, I know certain signs exactly. that indicate to me you're in danger. So yeah. when I, when I say that to you, to them, I say, I'm only saying it because I, I get the impression you're in danger. Right. Not because I know anything. I have no idea. But if you do certain things, it paints a picture to me saying this is most likely going to happen. Yeah. Right. Like um, and it it always comes back to that. It doesn't take time, you know, trying to articulate that again into people who haven't maybe been there or they've been there so many times they can't even remember it. Right. Like and it's like watching. It's like watching someone just walk into a wall over and over and over again, right? And the wall is themselves. Exactly. Right? Like it's not an obstacle out there. No. Because, I mean, but we'll paint it like it is, right? When we're in that spot and we're unaccountable for our actions in our life, we'll say, no, it was because 
so-and-so didn't do mm-hmm. enough for me. Exactly. Right? Yep. And, and that is one of those things that as soon as I hear someone say that, yep. I know that they're lying. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we, we can, that's a pattern. When someone of course, says, right? When someone says it's all because of them. Yeah. Right? That yeah. is the victim pattern. Totally. It's like, no, if they were behaving yes. how I want them to behave, right? Yeah. But they've probably never seen the, the chapter in the big book about it, right? Yeah. 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 About, yeah, this is what we do. Yeah. We get in the way. We want the play to be ours. Yeah. Even if it's at somebody else's house, exactly. we'll go over and be like, you know, you could have done it better this way. Of course. Right? Yeah. Or we learn, okay, yeah, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Right? Yep. That it's really much easier. First of all, discipline yeah. makes life easier and simpler. Right? Yeah. It just does. Especially as an ADD person. <laughs> yeah, but like, I can attest. You know? <laughs> I, I can attest to it as well because... I don't have ADD, but I have other things yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. As take my attention. Normal person even. Exactly. Yeah. I, what I, my, the whole point is that yeah. um, it's, it's, now I can't remember what I was saying. Holy fuck. Well, like mid sentence. It right. I know. Right. Were you listening? Was when I... Now you're not. Yeah. I can't remember what I was saying. I was on a roll. But I do the same thing as you do, Ron, when like I get on rolls so much because I just start babbling. Right. And when I say roll, I don't mean a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you're saying how uh, you're not ADD, but the discipline. Yeah. The, right? Oh, yeah. The discipline simplifies life no matter what. Oh, my right? God. Totally. And, and yeah. like it's one of these things when people are like, Dave, I don't, I don't know how to believe in God or surrender to God. And I say, well, you don't have to. Well, exactly. Don't surrender to God if you yeah. don't believe. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. Right. But you can absolutely simply not pick up. Right. Right. Yeah. Because what I was told when I came in was something to be simple. Mm-hmm. They, they, they said some of the people that knew me when I came in, they understood that I was a complex human. Like every other human they've ever dealt with. Right. Thinks they're super complex mm-hmm. because to get away with lying all the time, you become complex yep. to get away with chasing drugs all the time. You become complex. Oh God, totally. You're the most complex animal on the planet. You're so chaotic people... and complex. That's right. <laughs> doesn't and matter if you're 20 or 40 or 60. Precisely. You're chaotic and you're complex. That's right. Shit's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And totally. So, so it's a matter of whatever discipline. Yeah. doesn't matter. You don't have to do my discipline. You no. can do other people's discipline. Totally. Do other, do whatever, but. It simplifies things. And then yes. for God stuff, yes. I simply say, it's. I think it's from CA. So okay. I could be wrong in quoting this, but I think it's from CA. Um, and I say it all the time on the podcast, I think, as well. Yeah. But it's if it's, um, it's if it's not practical, it's not spiritual. Right. Right? Yeah. Because that is probably the e- simplest way I've experienced God being described. Mm-hmm. Right? Is if it's not practical, it's probably not God. Yeah. Because... The laws of the universe are going to be God, whatever that looks totally. like. I don't know what God looks like, but to me, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. It's like the laws of the universe, because if it's not a law of the universe, obviously it's not of this higher power, right? Yeah. So the laws of the universe dictate, if I don't drink, mm-hmm. I probably won't get drunk, Yeah. Exactly. right? So that's what these old timers told me when, they, when I came in, because I was full of shit and talked all the time. Totally. Like, yeah. like I still talk all the time. You're just not full of shit now. Not as much shit. Because you, you graduated from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I graduated yeah. from being totally full of shit to having a little bit less shit. Just like a little bit. Here. Yeah. Yeah, little, same. Exactly. There's got to be a little totally. bit in there. Um, but it's that if it's not practical, it's not spiritual. And if it's not practical, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Right? Totally. Like simple. Yeah. Simplify it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I love the simplicity approach. 
have to. Right. Like, have to. Yeah. In my in my eyes, in my mm-hmm. world, in my recovery, in my you know mm-hmm. last in my life in general. Yeah. It's that. It's it's mm-hmm. the discipline. Like I believe that discipline is something you practice mm-hmm. and something you implement, and yeah. the output of discipline is consistency. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. when, when you give that discipline a little bit of a go, mm-hmm. you can hit this that threshold concept yeah. that I love so much of. Your discipline then turns into consistency, mm-hmm. you know, and the consistency fuels your motivation. Yeah. You know, you feel like shit when you don't, you know, mm-hmm. you're at first, right? Yeah. When you're in your discipline in the early stages of, say, recovery and everything sucks, you're, you know, and... It's going to suck anyway. It, 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 it's hard. Shit's yeah. hard. Life is hard in general. But, but you're, what you're getting <laughs> you know? at, it is hard. It is but hard. It's going to be just as hard, if not harder, if yes. you do nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so yeah. take the simple, simple concepts and mm-hmm. just implement simple concepts is what I did. And that gets me 12 years later. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, we Jeep all over North America. Mm-hmm. We do cool shit. I dirt, I've dirt biked my whole life. I, yeah. you know, I've done the fashion thing. I've done the, you know, the, mm-hmm. I mean, everything is just so much better because I'm not drinking mm-hmm. like a savage. Yeah. Because I guarantee you. Because I grasp the idea of addiction as a disease or addiction mm-hmm. as a brain issue here, yeah. okay? I'm wired a little different than the mm-hmm. average Joe, whatever. Yeah. You know, if I just just keep doing what I'm doing, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. It just, it works. And it, yeah. and it continues to allow me to have a really fucking awesome life. Yeah. Without the craziness that comes along mm-hmm. with drinking. Because, like, like, seriously, like, even look at normal people who drink and go get blackout, like, that's fucking chaos. Yeah. Like I'm around drunk people a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not like drunks. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but people who can drink. My friends all drink. Yeah, people who can drink. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't, uh, I have a, actually I have a couple friends now who are recently, um, not recently, one's like, you know, got a couple of years and now that I'm 30, uh, mm-hmm. there's more people coming into the, I'm not going to drink anymore. Yep. Right. And I'm like, yeah. cool, here for you. You know what it's I mean? A, it's like join the movement. club, right? There's been a movement. Totally eh? been a movement. Of normies yeah. just saying, no, I'm off booze for however long. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a nice trend. It is. And I mean, I did jump on it because I do believe in that brain thing. Like mm-hmm. for me, I just grasped that. I didn't question it. Mm-hmm. didn't think I was better than it. I didn't think I knew more than it. It was like, just grasp it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just understand you don't drink. And yeah. That was another really important thing um, that I always tell people too. It's not that you can't drink. Mm-hmm. So you don't drink. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to drink. Yeah. It's not, you can't because as addicts, oh, I can't do something. Well, I'm going to go do it. Well, and the reality <laughs> is we, we all know we can very well. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I can drink just fine. Thank totally. you very much. <laughs> yeah. And that's the punishment thing too. And yeah. I mean, when we keep ourselves in punishment mode, we stay sick, mm-hmm. you know? So with yeah. recovery is the, the, the fundamentals of it once again are, like radical self-love and mm. radical self-forgiveness yeah we don't forgive ourselves we stay sick yeah. we don't forgive other people we stay sick yeah. you know we live in the past we stay in the past and staying sick for us means death exactly it doesn't it doesn't mean we can stay sick forever and you'll no. be okay it means staying sick means chances are we're not going to be around for very yeah. long right yeah and i mean i think it's so important to just voice that message of like whatever the fuck your recovery needs mm. to look like like just identify okay what is not working in your life? Yeah. Well, for me, it was fucking alcohol. I was mm-hmm. a disaster at 19, at 18 and a half years old. Yeah. It was a gong show, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is not working? Take yeah. that and just execute on it, you know? And yes, I had so many resources and mm-hmm. so much community and, 
that is also a big part of the messaging. And if you're young, you have resources. If you're mm -hmm. in rehab right now and you have parents that put you there, that's yeah. your fucking support system. Mm -hmm. That's your community. Yeah. Not your friends who are out there. Not the people that you've created as your little pseudo family, mm -hmm. whatever. If you have parents, if you have people, maybe it is your pseudo family that threw you in rehab or is yeah. super concerned about you and, you know, not as loving you, but, you know, as mm -hmm. of course intervention says, not loving you to death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those are the people that that's community. You mm -hmm. grab that, you know, and that's yeah. like anybody early on in recovery, especially these young kids, like grab it, yeah. please grab it. It's there. Don't pop it. that raft. Don't swim up to it. Try and like wanting to jump on, but still stabbing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's if the resources are there because so many people don't have resources. So many people don't have safety nets. So many people don't have mm -hmm. community. They don't have parents. They don't have people who love them. They don't have people who give a shit about them. Yeah. They live or die. You know, for us to do, take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. They're there. Take advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's, this is not a game. No, for sure it's not. In the last five years, we've seen how mm -hmm. real this shit is. Yeah, you got that right. And I don't care if you're a recreational user or mm -hmm. not or whatever. I mean, this is not a game. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'm a little passionate about that just because... I, mean, I like it because we're going to end it with you. It's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really my message, honestly, is, is just jump in. Like, mm -hmm. seriously, take this. Jump in. Like, recovery is so good. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you Bob. so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedoms Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.